Hello and welcome to the Context Needed Podcast. Joined today with a special guest. See if you can see her on Ollie's camera. Ollie, don't in any way... I was going to say don't in any way point her out, but here we go. <laughs> I mean, she's there. <laughs> don't My point her out. Ka- okay. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> My name's Kyle. Joined with recently um, 5G enabled trash man, Ryan. Uh, I'm picking up a great signal here. I'm out and about in the field uh, reporting today. <laughs> his location, his location is automatically now given to Bill Gates, and anytime he masturbates, Bill Gates gets a notification. <laughs> well, think about all that data I'm just spaffing onto the floor. <laughs> and Bill also, Gates wants to know where it is. Shooting with shooty, yeehaw, Ollie. How's it going? Yeehaw. Well, very well. I am. Uh, I'm. I'm not yet five G enabled. I will be tomorrow. I get five G enabled on Wednesday morning, or at least I get. My I should first have been five G enabled. Yeah, I was gonna say I sh- it should have been last Sunday, and uh, the installation centre basically called me and said, "Hey, we can't be bothered to wait for you to come, so we're just gonna cancel your appointment and just make you come next week instead." It's like, wow. <laughs> Thanks, guys. Yeah. yeah, yeah, you know, in the middle of a pandemic, oh, we really want to get this sorted, but we can't be bothered today. Oh, we can't know? bother to open the doors for you this time. We'll just do it next week. It's Pretty fine. Much. Yeah, it's luckily, I think I've, I was saying to um, some of the guys at work, like, um, I booked mine on Wednesday at, like, 10 to 9, because I remember yeah. literally for the sole purpose of... I'm worried I'm going to get floored by this vaccine because I've been not very well for the past few weeks anyway. And I'm just there like, I'm not having this vaccination floor me Monday or Tuesday because that means I'll have yeah. to miss training on Tuesday. I'd more than be happy for it to floor me Wednesday or I Thursday. <laughs> you should be able to get the <laughs> Pfizer because that's yeah. what they want. They, uh, and I don't know a single person who's had a negative reaction to the Pfizer. Lots who've had the ne- negative reaction to AstraZeneca, but not the Pfizer. And that's they what I'm going to go for. They don't want to give that to people below... 35, uh, isn't it? Or yeah, 40. So, they should so you should be all right. The Pfizer anyway, because that's yeah. what I've had. And like I say, the only thing I've got is, oh, what you'd get with any vaccination or like jab. Bit of a sore arm My kind arm's of thing. a bit sore, yeah. that's it. Yeah, that, that, you'll get that from any injection though, won't you? Mm. So Yeah, I'm not I'm not sure about, I haven't spoken to the people in my family about what kind of vaccinations they've had. I mean, it's not really been table talk, <laughs> to say the no. least. <laughs> oh yeah, so what vi- no. what vaccination did you collect which today? One are you, which which uh, 5G supplier are you going with? Yeah, I'm I've with seen... three. <laughs> I did um I did see the memes about like some of the American ones. How they had the, there was there was memes happening about Pfizer, AstraZeneca, and then there was a Johnson and Johnson one. And basically, people were um basically did equating the Johnson and Johnson one to like a fucking caveman or something. And it was just some of the memes that happened were brilliant, and it didn't get it didn't get any better because one of my like favorite like YouTubers and streamers was uh, is Hutch, and he got Johnson and Johnson. So literally all of his fan base for like a good few days just kept on sending him memes, but they were putting his face where the Johnson and Johnson one was doing like a stupid face. <laughs> God, it's like fuck oh, you guys. Man. I'm vaccinated already. It's a, don't matter. Anyway, um, yeah. moving away from uh, the five G talk, we'll we'll all be able to uh, talk telepathically once we've got our vaccinations. Yeah, anyway, yeah. So, so the, the, wait, wait a second. So the... Sorry, Bill. Yeah, no, we'll stop talking about it. 
Sorry. Yeah. No, we shouldn't. We shouldn't be talking like that about it. All right. See you in a bit, babes. Bye. <laughs> Love you. So, uh, <laughs> love you. Love you, babe. Uh, uh, sorry, guys. My puppy is trying to lick my face. Uh, we wanted to actually talk about kind of like um, gaming technology and like graphics and stuff that kind of blew our fucking minds. I mean, this is stuff like a VR or shit like that. I mean, I think one of the easiest ones to 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 go with is just first quick question for you guys. First game that made you look at the graphics and go. Holy fucking shit! This looks awesome. Oh, I mean, I can I can very easily open up with mine. <laughs> it was Final Fantasy VIII, um, way 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 back when, because the opening cutscene for that has this amazing music and incredible like FMV that opens the game, and I'm just I remember watching that like, holy fucking shit! That uh, looks awesome. It probably would have been like something. PS2, maybe like Metal Gear Solid 2, because obviously those cutscenes were all pre-rendered. Um, well, no, 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 I think they're rendered in-engine, but like, you know what I mean, like they're, they're, they're cinematic. I think, yeah, I think yeah. they're in-engine, but, but they were just, they were cleaned up, or the, because they were able to yeah. focus on what was being probably rendered. Probably crank, crank yeah. it up, basically. Um, so I think that was probably the first time I ever saw graphics and kind of went, holy shit. GameCube was also quite a big jump because that had really good graphics for its time. Yeah. Otherwise, I think the first time I played an Xbox 360, which was um, at Comet. Do you remember, did you guys remember Comet? It was like yes. Curry's, that kind of thing. I, oh, I God, yes, Comet. I remember Comet, yeah. yeah. It's um, Vietnam flashbacks. That's it. I remember going to Comet and they had a... Like, the 360 had just come out and I remember they had one set up with Call of Duty 2. And, like, mm. that just blew me away. Even down to, like, how compared... Because, obviously, it was the first time I played a game with Ironsight aiming as well. Yeah. Um, but, like, how, like, fluid... Because I, I think it was pro It might have been 60 FPS, I don't know. It might have actually just been a high hertz TV, I don't really know. But um, I just remember, like, thinking, like, holy fuck, like, this is a proper step up. Yeah, it probably wouldn't uh, have even been HD at that point either. If it was, no, it I was, they it was. were usually six forty. Yeah, uh, yeah. Well, at most they were ten eighty i because they they I, had the HD ready. Yeah, I think a lot cable. of the. I remember looking because I remember taking the piss out of people saying they bought this fancy HD TV, and I was I was still on like an old CRT TV at the time, and I'm looking yeah. at the back of these like cases and. Most games until near the end of the life cycle, and even then, the end of it was still mainly 720. Um, they were yeah. only running at 640 or 720. Yeah. There was very few that ran at 1080p on Xbox. Actually, yeah. I think there was maybe a few on PlayStation 3 because it had a bit more grunt, but even then, it was like. Before release, though, yeah. Minecraft bit... probably did. But that's because it it's such a graphically me. basic game. Yeah, it wouldn't but, surprise like, me. It was probably running at 1080i, which compared to, you know... Because, yeah, I remember playing... At this point, I'd had an Xbox for a while, and I remember playing the Call of Duty 4 beta on our big CRT TV in the living room. So, like, you know... The TVs that were wider than they were longer kind of thing. <laughs> yeah, basically. But it, So, it was probably a case of I... Um, played it 
on yeah probably like on component cable hdtv and curries which is why it looked so good yeah and then i remember when i first got a hd ready tv so i could plug it in with the component cables and the difference was just like holy fuck <laughs> yeah so uh, what about you ryan what was yours there's a bet you can't bust a nut in five minutes porn games on Pornhub. Absolutely <laughs> phenomenal. Don't phenomenal. Mean, the graphics mean, are just a whole other world. Don't you mean twoadultflashgames.com? <laughs> <laughs> I still I still remember oh, some no. of these old sessions. You, like, will, you, you won't be able to control yourself and you'll bust a nerd in five minutes to this big Oh, five minutes? Kiddie-o. It's like five. I, the adverse I keep seeing are, you won't last 30 seconds playing this game. Oh. It's like, well, why would I play it then? <laughs> uh... Graphical wise, I mean, I've not really been. I can't really say like impressed. I can't really think of anything where I've kind of gone, oh, that looks amazing. I mean, like, there's some new games which are coming out now, and I think, but they're all kind of hitting that same standard, so I'm not kind of like, oh, this is amazing. Yeah. Um, I'd say one thing I'm disappointed with in the game recently that I've been disappointed with is the footage they gave us of the Pokemon Arceus game. Where it's basically going to be like Legend of Zelda <laughs> slash Pokemon. And it just I was going like, to say it's trash. It looks so I've not bad. Seen it. And it wasn't even just that one because then there was the Diamond and Pearl remakes, and they look like ass as well. I'm like, yeah, they the they f- don't they look, look like. Was this E3? No. no, this was before E3. This, this was Pokemon, a while ago now. They never this announced is... Pokemon stuff on Nintendo Direct or E3. They do it on a Pokemon Direct. Uh, and then they have an Nintendo I was going to say, because th- I think this is the first E3 I've actually not watched. I've watched... I usually watch them, I just I just forgot. Yeah, I, I totally watched, forgot that it was a thing. <laughs> I have, I've looked at a few of the news articles, and I watched the Square Enix one, mainly because yeah. I do like a lot of Square Enix games, and I was hoping for a bit more footage of Final Fantasy XVI. Um, but instead, we got a cool Guardians-looking game. But then we have this new Final Fantasy Origins game that's coming out, which looks like it's so fucking edgy. I'm worried if I touch the controller, it will cut my hands open. The the the, the fucking whole dialogue is just we're gonna kill chaos, and it's just like it looks like it looks like a fucking PlayStation Three game. But it's got like uh, my friend Carl. He's played the demo, and he says. The combat is fucking awesome, but it's got Tetsuya Nomura's hands in it, so of course there's loads of the darkness, all this kind of bullshit. Darkness. I'm just saying, like, I'm not interested. I don't want to. I don't want to pay game, pay money that Tetsuya Nomura's made, no. kind of thing, because he's just yeah. pissing me off. And then there was um, there was some more stuff about the Final Fantasy VII remake again, which another one that pissed me off because of Tetsuya Nomura. But yeah, there, there's. I didn't look at the Xbox One, which I know I should do, because apparently that one's got some pretty cool stuff. Well, it looks like... I saw a brief clip of some gameplay of Halo Infinite, and I didn't realise that they'd released more on that, so I need to watch that at some point, just to see what the deal is with that. Yeah, that's not what I've never been interested in personally, but I know you was, you're was you a big Halo fan. Oh, yeah, I was a big Halo fan. But Elden Ring, holy fuck, that see, everyone good. everyone's going hype for Elden Ring, and I understand Cause why, because I know... I know. <laughs> it's Dark Souls with additional writing from fucking George R. R. Martin, and Dark Souls already was fucking well, brilliant, he, so... He finished all of his work for Elden Ring, like, three years ago. 
Yeah, he's the, he literally came that. out of an interview and said, "Yeah, I've not I've not done anything for them for like two or three years because he finished so yeah. long ago." But I, I understand be... why people are getting hyped for that, and it does look that like a good so game. Good. But it's just for me again. It's not one of yours. I've, I've never been a Dark Souls yeah. fan. If a friend was playing it when I was around his house, I'd probably have a go. But it's not it's, one yeah, that I'd go out to get it's, kind of thing. I... I wasn't like the kind of person that played them from the start. My first Dark Souls was actually the last Dark Souls three, and then I re- retroactively played the others. Um, and yeah, they're re- like it's a game that I never really thought I would have liked until I think I, I watched Game Grumps play it, and I thought actually yeah, this looks all right. Tried it, and yeah, it's just it's really I good. Do... Holy shit, Elden Ring looks good. So I enjoy watching people play the Dark Souls series, and I liked but playing... not playing. <laughs> yeah, I liked playing Sekiro because. When I played Sekiro, even though it's a tough-as-nails game, I felt like I had more agency in the failures that were happening, whereas in Dark Souls, when I look at it, it looks like a lot of it is sometimes just cheap deaths, which annoys me, whereas pretty much every... It is once, usually. But every single death that happened to me in Sekiro, I knew why I died. I knew I... Yeah, I know what you're saying. I didn't dodge, I didn't do this kind of thing. And it was it's the same with... um, with Neo, um, there's the Team Ninja Koei Tecmo, basically uh, Japanese Souls-like way players. Uh, William, the British samurai. Um, I enjoyed that one mainly because it's got a more action-style combat system, um, but it still yeah. has the difficulty of like the Dark Souls games, and that one's kind of similar, where it's like I was overzealous in a combo and I got hit, and that's why I died, kind of thing. So I do enjoy those ones. And I've, I yeah. have said to people like on stream, if we if we get enough subscribers, where we can unlock um, another emote to have like a, a Neo emote, then I will play Dark Souls or Bloodborne on stream as like a thank you yeah. for your subscriptions kind of thing. But that's probably the only way I'm going to play those games. Yeah, I don't play. I think with Dark Souls, I think there's a lot of things in Dark Souls that will. It, going in your first time, they will kill you, and it'll feel cheap, but I think that's kind of the idea of Dark Souls, and that something will kill you, and it's like, right, but now you know it's there. Yeah. Because it is a game. It's like, n- no one going into Dark Souls fresh will go through it without dying a fucking lot. Yeah. Uh, it's kind of, it just kind of comes with the territory, I think. Yeah. They should. Have, I think Ryan needs to see if there's like a Minecraft Dark Souls mod, so we can get him to play that and just see how he he how he handles that. He probably is actually. I'm a pro Minecrafter guy, so what we. But are you a pro is... Dark Soulser? Uh, yeah, that's the thing. No, but my pro Minecraft skills will hopefully go across. See you through. Like, Dark Souls is one of those games where I know I'd fucking rage, and I value my equipment more than my thing because i would i think i'd properly rage at dark souls see i used um, to i used to rage at games like that so much i'm glad i try i try not to anymore <laughs> we were, was talking about like e3 though and stuff it's like i've not watched that since secondary school i've not watched like any of the you know big full presentations since then the only you, things i've yeah from this year are you watched the nintendo direct the, stuff a lot i know that I watch the Nintendo Direct stuff, mainly Pokemon Direct, so I can watch them. Ooh, because he's a fucking fanboy. Speaking um, of Nitwitch, have they announced anything on the sequel to Breath of the Wild yet? They did. They put some, some out gameplay. on the Nintendo. Yeah. 
Well, good gameplay, game. like a little. It's like literally like a few clips. A peek, it, so. yeah. yeah. It's not yeah. like you don't see an actual person playing through the game, but it's like a mm. there's bits of gameplay in the trailer. Clips, kind of you know, trailer yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I, yeah. To be honest, I'm, I expect it's going to play very similar to Breath of the Wild. I still Zelda's need, I still need never been one to one. violently change. <laughs> still not finished. Have you not, first play, have not finished Breath of the Wild? I've not finished <laughs> Breath of the Wild. No. Oh See, man. Um... Uh, to be honest, it's worth also playing the old N sixty four ones because they're still really good. I've got some they, of them. I've got them. I've got. I've got both the N sixty four ones and an N sixty four still. We are, um, every, t- every time we talk all. about yeah every time we talk about Zelda we always go into those old ones and it's like it's one of those things where no but but I've, it's they I've tr- I, yeah I tried the playing them I tried playing them and I'm not a fan of them personally but I, I do really like Breath of the Wild and I'm very hyped for the um the sequel the sequel, the sequel. I um, completed I mean, um the remake they did of like one of the first ones the Ocarina King, of Time no the egg oh. you know the egg at the top of the hill. Um, uh, was that one like the Nintendo ones? But obviously they're all, I mean, uh, say, they're all, all the Nintendo. handheld ones. Oh yeah, the PlayStation the exclusive ones. one. Yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, you know what I mean. Link's Awakening. Yeah, it's one. That's one of the old handheld. It's an ones. old handheld one because I've got the original game as well. But yeah. I completed that on the the remake they did for Switch. That was a fucking. Yeah. That actually was a game where I was impressed with the graphics. Because it's the like the cell shading, the the like lighting they got on it was fucking gorgeous. Mm. Yeah. Um. So I mean, but like I'm saying, the only things I've really watched from this E3 are the Battlefield one. I watched um, that and I was underwhelmed personally. I was like, it just looks like they've it's like Battlefield Four Two. Because so, just added, like, as if it's, think, it could just be DLC to Battlefield 4, in my opinion. The, the way I'm yeah, seeing I can't it say I'm very hyped for it. The way I'm mm. seeing it personally, and this it's been bothering me since I'd say probably Battlefield 4, even though I was never properly played it. All they're trying to do is go bigger, grander, crazier, over the top, and have all this crazy shit happen in the map. When I don't care about that, I prefer the calculated no. chaos where I have agency in what is happening. It's the thing that pisses me off exactly, most. Exactly, yeah. I, I fucking hate how, um, oh, this building's going to fall over at an arbitrary time in the game. Not because yeah. we did something to make it fall over. Like, I was, I was talking to Musgrave about this, and I was saying to him, what I would much more prefer is, say, there's we're playing a domination map. Five points, the middle point gets you some bonuses like an airship or something like that. The first people to take it get the airship, they get the defences, they're in the big building. The, the people who attack and take it, then the bombs go off or a timer goes off to blow up the building. That would be more interesting yeah. to me because it was a specific thing we did to make the building fall rather than, oh, it's ten minutes into the map, time for the building to fall, get out of the way. The, the, um, the buildings didn't do that. It was by people destroying it. No, not in Battlefield. In the Battlefield for Beta that I played, there was a massive tower, and that tower would just fall at a random time, not because yeah, of damage in the, in to the, the bottom ba- of it. In the beta, it would. In the beta, it would. But when it came to the actual game, you could have whole games. It was player triggered because you just shoot. There's the support beams, and then. The, you need to shoot them out or blow them up for it to fall. Yeah. So There's it wasn't actually the case. It's the same with the damning stuff. 
It wasn't yeah. unless you shot it that it actually thing. Fair so enough. in the beta, yeah, it was timed, but they were but that's, like yeah, player. That's what annoyed me about the beta, and it looks like yeah. with twenty forty two, I think it's called. I mean, it's yeah. it's it's natural. Um, like Mother Nature bullshit that's happening, and it's like, well, uh, the fucking how the are you going to make work, that player the tornado? Trigger? Yeah, the tornado one's bollocks. Like, nobody's yeah, going to win a tornado. Yeah, Fuck and off. it's just like, how how are you going to make that? Um, it's have... gone too Call of Duty. Yeah, a hundred percent. I'd much more prefer. Yeah. Like, I still want to go back and play Battlefield Four because I never played Battlefield Four, and I'm definitely. It, it was good. It was like Battlefield Three Two. Basically, yeah. like it actually Pretty did. Much, yeah. It felt like Battlefield Three, but just a bit more refined. Some yeah. of the maps were really good on it as well. As, uh, Zavon well, Three One One was a good map. Yeah, I think the thing as well that I find fucking hilarious about Battlefield Twenty Forty Two, they've only just now made it so you can change your attachments on the fly. You know, after like what Crisis did this fucking fifteen years ago, ten years ago, or however long ago it was. A lot of people is, didn't the, do it though. That's the thing, though, Kyle. Crisis was an, as much as Crisis was a big game, it was never a competitor to Call of Duty in Battlefield. They were yeah. still competing on their own field. Yeah, I like, just obviously I still, Crisis was still a good game, but Crisis it, just didn't hit that FPS multiplayer shooter level. That well, it wasn't a multiplayer game for one. I don't think, from what I remember, so no, I think, the crisis, it was a multiplayer mode. Crisis, three, was crisis multiplayer two was and Crisis three, but they don't count because they're trash compared to the original Crisis. Yeah, Crisis one was just thingy. But um, I think it's the thing. Yeah. The thing is, though, like we should be able to have interchangeable attachments on these guns. Now, I'm not expecting to. Oh, I can change it from a fucking heavy barrel to a light barrel because that would be ridiculous. That would be like well, no, you could f- actually do that on the fly. Yes, you um, can for certain guns, but it's not energy. just like bunk, bunk. You, no. you need a toolkit and all kinds. Like yeah. it would still. Logic aside, it would still take about five minutes. Whereas well, I think no, there the are, usually, are isn't there the isn't isn't there the Steyr Org has the interchangeable barrel that is um it's a one tool it's like two used. two trick change kind of thing. So it there literally is, is yeah, a, it's the one tool mm. clunk out, clunk back into the locking and then lock nut kind of thing. From what I remember mm. seeing, um, but yeah. funnily enough, you can't find videos of it on YouTube anymore. Um, because YouTube removed them all because apparently it's modifying a firearm which they don't allow on their platform anymore. Even though it's part Stupid. of the functionality of the firearm is interchangeable barrels. Because yeah, that's one of the um, YouTube is ridiculous. It's one of the things that I think it was a military arms channel was saying how like he used to like taking the gun down, showing you um, how to clean it, how to then rebuild it back up, and he's not allowed to do that. Because apparently it's shown as modifying a firearm, even though all he's doing is taking it apart, cleaning it, and putting it back together. Is your YouTuber gimped in the head? It's just, it's a bit fucking stupid, really, when you think about it. It's like, just, just mm. not. Going back to. No, sorry, E3... car alarm's going off one second. <laughs> nice. But yeah, just um, going back to E3, how you were saying that you was never, you, you watched it like in secondary school and that was it. For me, it was much more of a. It was kind of ingrained in everything I did, because it was always. Um, there was me and my friend Carl, we'd literally, we'd do it, because it, it always used to be like one main night, so we'd we'd spend that entire mm. night up to like 3am watching everything, and we used to like rate all of them, and I remember when we um, was back in university, we'd watch it a lot, because we used to live together at one point, and then he'd come around and watch them, and we just, there was one year, I remember we lost our ship, because they properly unveiled Kingdom Hearts 3 which we'd already been waiting like 5 or 6 years for. God that was disappointing. <laughs> well when it when it was it unveiled, turned out to not be great. 
Oh yeah, it's tr- it's crap now, and it pisses me off because of how much hype I had for it and how much hype he had for it. Yeah, but I remember I've... that yeah. E3 when it was shown with like target gameplay because it wasn't really official gameplay. We lost our shit. We absolutely lost our yeah. shit at that. And I remember, I think it was the year after. It was Square Enix um, or PlayStation. I didn't know Square Enix did their own show at this point, and everything cut to black. And this weird like glowy essence came across and one note started playing on the screen and I just remembered saying to Carl that's Final Fantasy 7 and then it started playing Aeris theme and that's when they unveiled the Final Fantasy 7 remake and we lost our shit again at that it was just like another one we lost our shit at E3 and then got pissed off at the actual release <laughs> <laughs> yeah so the only other thing from this year that I've looked at is uh Stalker. Stalker does oh, look man. interesting. Oh. My oh, pants were moist. My pants oh. were moist. Yeah, that, that I'm... I've, I've heard... Now, I don't I don't know the story of Stalker. Obviously, I've never played the Stalker games, but I've heard there's rumours that basically the guy you played in the original Stalkers is now the bad guy in this Stalker, apparently, or something like that is from what I've heard. Hello. Which uh, Hello. is always, is always interesting I, I don't really... when you try that. <laughs> I don't really I, play it for the story. Like I, I just like Stalker it's, for Stalker. It's the experience of it's it more than it. It sounds daft. It's almost kind of like what Daisy was like, but way before Daisy. In a kind of, I mean, that's I, a very loose comparison. Yeah, I understand what you mean. It's think, the vibe of it, kind of thing. Da- think uh, Daisy mod mixed with like Glory Days Fallout, yeah. and sprinkle it with like a Russian veneer. With a, a lot of charm and a lot of jank, and it was very. T- to be honest, if you buy it on Steam now and play the vanilla game, I am totally happy to say it is utter toilet. It is yeah. not a good game, but with a couple mods to fix a few issues, it's a very good game. It's basically a, it's a diamond in the rough. It's got it's got stupid things like RNG based accuracy, so yeah. sometimes bullets can literally leave the barrel at like a forty five degree angle somehow, and like dumb shit like that. But it's it's got a lot of charm and a lot of atmosphere. Basically, yeah. like the, the is, world it's, building is sublime. It's it's one of those games where I've always meant to kind of go back and try it out and i just i just never have because i know that's a game which has that same kind of this is fucking awesome for a lot of people yeah um yeah continuing with that this is fucking awesome vibe and especially the technology of games going forward so i i've just finished playing the new ratchet and clank and honestly fucking awesome but i think one of the coolest things which i i genuinely thought when PlayStation unveiled it and people were talking about it would be a gimmick was the controller with the like resistive triggers genuinely thought that was going to be a gimmick honestly one of the coolest things in that game actually didn't um oh no no resistive triggers yeah I was gonna say because I remember the Xbox one had the haptic triggers they have they have the feedback with the vibrations which is cool for like yeah but no 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 resistance yeah this is like fully resistive triggers where um, I mean, the first gun you get is called the Burst Pistol. When you lightly mm. press, it literally has like a break point, like a trigger. Yeah, it feels it, like it actually like clicks yeah, on a you seer. Click, click past that first trigger and you'll do a slow firing accurate mode. But there'll be a second stage trigger, which is another break point, where you can go cool. all the way down 
and it goes into like fast firing mode and they have that for quite a few of the, for like a handful of the weapons where like there's a double barrel shotgun pulling past the one trigger yeah. gives you the one barrel pulling all the way through gives you both barrels kind of oh, thing oh that's very but cool that sounds very it's cool good. it's in the, lie. i'd in fucking the, hate that honestly, oh no i'd love it it's um honestly at first i thought it was going to be really annoying because it was like oh well i'm just going to end up going all the way through the amount of resistance they have in it is actually quite a few pounds of pressure so it's very easy to actually like rest on the break point for some of these weapons because like i was worried that it, I, i'm really heavy-handed i'm just not going to feel it properly and it works really well there's a sniper in it where if you pull the trigger all the way down it just goes into aim mode half pull it and it puts it into slow motion and there's like rocket boots you can use you have to pull the left trigger to um like basically do like a skating motion to speed up but it has like a resistance throughout it like you're trying to push against rocket boots kind of thing and honestly cool. like i was not expecting it to be has as interesting and as well done as it is the only drawback with it is it fucking drains your batteries so quick in the controller. I bet it does, like, yeah. The batteries don't last even, I'd say, four or five hours before it's before it's like, yeah, you need to charge these again, bro. Did in, <laughs> in the Call of Duty use it? Call of Duty use it, yeah. They, they, they use the same, like, software, the same hardware function, but they use it for, like, a different format and the guns. And it they was have like it, a, so it's like a, like, again... Yeah. Shoot. Like yeah, so like he was actually pulling a trigger, but then as well, um, I think on the fully auto ones, it kicks the trigger basically. So yeah, like you're feeling you a, a recoil. Yeah, which um, a lot of people have said like is awesome in the single player, but obviously when you're playing the multiplayer, pretty much everyone turns yeah, it off because yeah. you're playing a competitive multiplayer. You don't want any like resistance on things, so that's understandable for things like that having it turned off. But for me, who's more about like immersion in the game and all that kind of stuff it works so well and i'm i'm incredibly interested to see how they use the controller going forward because it's not just the triggers but the controller can literally like vibrate in very very specific ways so it, it literally feels like rain on the controller so if you stood in rain it feels like it's vibrating at different points of the controller and it waiting for the porn games like <laughs> oh god it's, it's one game i need i need to get becky to play as astro boy it's the game that comes with the playstation which is pretty much just we're going to show you all the cool shit you can do with this controller take note kind of thing and i just want to get becky to play it because of how how much the just the fucking controller immerses you the only thing i can think of that does it one step better is like actual fucking vr which is, mm. let's face it, another technology which is just fucking mind-blowing at this point. And do you know what we made? VR chat. Oh, we were uh, we were going through the archives of VR chat videos of Ugandan Knuckles. Ugandan we sat Knuckles there. We, I was showing, so obviously the two new lads at work are both Nigerian. And we're showing them Ugandan knuckles oh, and God. they're fucking pissing themselves. But I showed them like there's one one of our lads who started working with us, who's again he's a he's a I don't know where he's like his like thing from, but he's, he's a black guy. And one of the bosses at our place 
said, has anyone told you you look like Jamie Foxx? <laughs> so now what we keep doing in between me and the other guys is I keep going, have you ever seen Captain Phillips? <laughs> and they'll turn around and go, look at me. I am the captain now. <laughs> look at me. <laughs> um, oh but yeah, we were God. going through VR oh. chat stuff and I was showing them Ugandan knuckles and like all the shit that came from that. But that was from VR, and it's like, this is this amazing technology, and we were just like, hey, yo, let's just fucking meme this shit. It, it, VR chat was it. basically fucking, um, like, Gary's Mod RP with no moderation in VR. <laughs> well, they started doing some really good, like, development. Yeah, it's what, there. considering... Yeah, there's, there's actually, like, quite impressive stuff that people have done on it. Mm. But, so like... They building, like, the, uh... Sword Art Online world in there. Um, there's a guy on YouTube that's been building that. Uh, that's like cool. In the Unity engine, I think I've been watching him do it. Yeah, um, that's what Thingy is anyway. It's yeah, yeah. It uses, mo- a lot of these kinds of games use Unity, especially in VR, just because it's fairly easy to work in, and as well you can just go and buy assets if you can't be bothered to build your own assets, because building assets takes time. I'll just go buy them instead. It's um, it's a lot easier to get assets for the Unity engine than it is for Unreal Engine because I think you have to like, there's a lot more costs involved. I think with the Unreal Engine, from what I remember. Yeah, you, Unreal's like a as much. Well, they're both just as big as each other to be honest at this point. But Unreal's probably a little bit more laid Unreal, out. Yeah, Unreal's much more of a Unreal is definitely more of a triple A engine yeah. compared to yeah. Unity. Yeah. I mean, with yeah. I think what would be cool with yeah, VR yeah. going... Oh, go on, Ollie. Sorry, go on. I was just going to say, like, yeah, you could... I feel like Unity's good in that it's it seems to have a lot of variety in what you can make out of it, but, like, the overall quality is never quite as good, whereas Unreal's kind of the other way around, where the kind of games that tend to come out of it, that there's not quite as much variety, but they're always gorgeous and play very well. Mm-hmm. I, I think, think that's the joy of Unity, though. It's yeah, like, the craziness. <laughs> yeah, the freedom. It's just jank as fuck. It looks yeah. shit. Oh, uh, funny. Kerbal. Kerbal Space Program's Unity. Yeah. 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 I mean, with um with the technologies, again, briefly, I think one thing that would be awesome is if people who create VR headsets, like, say, the Steam Index, could implement um stuff like what the PlayStation 5 controller has into the hands so imagine if I like, break your face so imagine like not not on the face that would feel fucking weird <laughs> <laughs> imagine fuck, a, por- a porn vr game with a vibrating fucking face mask and she sits on your face and it's just it would just be so irritating <laughs> it starts compressing your head it's like like it, it simulates the ass yeah. on your face it just it just tightens on, the head straps on uh on, on, and it, pull, it pulls a mask over your mouth i was like, gonna say half-life so alex and you I'll say like Half-Life Alex, you get a head crab on you and it just starts like vibrating like, no! (laughs) (laughs) I think like with like the controllers, because like, I know Steam Index, they don't use like triggers or anything for grabbing stuff. It's all by sensors, which is really cool. So they would just need literally like haptic feedback in the actual kind of controllers kind of thing. But I'm thinking like... Was there someone doing a glove? Um, there is someone, there are people trying to make gloves where basically yeah. when you grab stuff, it will actually resist based off of the shape. But the issue is, 
how they do it, the implementation and all that, because obviously if you're going to be playing games, with you, especially VR games, you've already got a fucking toaster on your forehead, um, so it needs to be able to yeah. be worn for hours at a time, and that's the difficulty they're having, because... I think it was... Um... Go on. No, no, you can I think there's a lag as well because I speak and then you guys are kind of staring at me for like two seconds and then there reply. is there <laughs> what is I was going to say was I think the um the, uh, yeah it's probably me but the um I think the haptic gloves I want to say they were pneumatic using compressed air I think or something like that I've seen ones which use compressed air and I've seen some that use like a cabling kind of style where basically the cable goes through parts of the glove across the knuckles and it can basically pull yeah. specific knuckles kind of thing um, but the issue with that is the glove part's fine but it has to have kind of like servos and stuff on your wrist up here to move these cables and obviously that adds extra weight onto your arms so yeah it'll be there's a lot of bulk yeah it'll be awesome like when that kind of stuff happens i mean let's face it we're all just fucking waiting for sword art online full dive technology to happen so we can escape into the vr world and never fucking return to this shit show of a world but you know upload me (laughs) upload me to the internet bro upload me to the world of anime titties I think uh, Ollie has well and truly had some connection issues. He's uh, oh, no, he's, he's 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 flicking about. I, but... I can still hear you guys. Yeah, yeah. yeah you yeah, keep you, you keep like, like freezing and flicking about on our side. You're like freezing. Like I... when you whenever you do your chair, like you you go to one side, then you like... and then you <laughs> appear on the other side, like ninjutsu style. Uh, I was gonna say I'm thinking like the, the instant translocation sound of Dragon Ball Z, like the yeah. The... <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I like. Uh, no, I, I, I can hear you guys fine. With the games like technology, it's like how much further can we really go until we are hitting full dive? Really, now though, um, like, it's like it 8K almost... and all that. It's like it's photorealism. Like, photorealism yeah. will be a thing because obviously photogrammetry, especially now, has a lot more space in games. Photogrammetry has been a thing through games for. Probably since I mean, back, back around the Doom days it was being used, but they're able to use a lot more high-resolution textures from photogrammetry um, yeah. to make environments look photorealistic because it is actual photos of that environment. Um, there's a game, I think, um, that got released recently which had like a few screenshots of the environment that looked real because of the amount of photogrammetry data they were able to use in the screenshots. I think there's that nope. that will be used... Um, Nothing beats photorealistic texture packs on Minecraft. <laughs> They're my favourite texture packs. They'll be. They um, will be doesn't better. Unreal Four. Doesn't Unreal Four use the um, photogrammetry as um, well? I think that, that has the potential for every it. every engine has the potential I mean, for photogrammetry because they'll just use it in a different way. They use basically um, they can use different applications to do the photogrammetry, like. Um, the one that I know of, mainly because it was one that I used to support when I worked at Dambuster, was uh, Quixel Megascans, where literally it would just be pictures of like textures and environment um, and like objects and stuff, and they would just basically you paid a subscription and you'd get a dump of just textures of all different kinds. I'm talking like the dumps of like I think like 50 gigabyte dumps kind of thing of just all these textures and that's one that they would use and that would just basically be something that you would use 
that would then get pulled, those textures would be pulled into Unreal or pulled into like Maya or uh, 3ds Max and they would be applied to um, 3D objects and environments from there kind of thing. Yeah. Do you know what I want though? What? I, I'm not bothered about the graphics being the best. Like, especially, like I was saying, with Pokemon games and how I'm disappointed. Why can't, I want them to it, go back. Do It depends on the 2D game. 2D top-down. Yeah, me. but with the Pokemon, where, where it came from, 2D top-down. Oh, yeah, no. That... I, I want them to go back to that, yeah. rather than... Because the 3D games, like, as, as much as they're impressive, they were lazy with them. And I don't know... This Arceus game... Um, I'll probably get it to try it and see what it's like, but it's gonna have to be really good to be thinking. It could and be done well. Yeah. What I'm worried about is performance of it. They're still having yeah. issues with the performance of the um the new uh Legend of Zelda thingy game. Um Yeah, I can believe that. The Hyrule Warriors. That one's still lagging at like twenty FPS because it's just so intensive, and the, the the switches aren't keeping up with it. Mm. And it's like they were there was rumors they were going to announce the Switch Pro. We've still had nothing about that because as much as the Switch is good, it's still got its limits, and it's they're not they need more hard like the hardware needs to be upgraded a little bit for these games. That I think they're trying to push with out. with. Nintendo, fair enough, they want to do like the people are saying Switch Pro. I think what would be much cooler is if they did something like Switch Home where it was just like a conventional console but it had more yeah. oomph and it was basically the equivalent of like the PlayStation Pro to the PlayStation 4 you can still play games on both of them the Pro has more power and is able to have higher frame rates, high fidelity, or so on and so forth, and something like that, because the thing is, they already make it in this fucking tiny thing, it would literally be something that could fucking attach to the back of your TV, that's how small this thing could be, it wouldn't be hard for them to do that, I think, and just have it, yeah. have it just be like a home-based equivalent, at the end of the day, they've got cloud saves for people that pay the subscriptions, so you wouldn't have to worry about your save across different consoles because yeah, you just you can upload set it. it all up already yeah it's it's the I, thing i, I have think... with my playstation i have my playstation 4 and my playstation 5 saves all go to the cloud and then i just pull them where i need them my uh i think go on my yeah sorry i was quickly my switch has just become like my normal switch has literally just become a sit under my tv yeah it's a it's a home thing i don't like taking yeah. it out because of the controllers on it it just you know they're just a bit loose yeah, the, when it's and I, when it's on the the actual tablet <laughs> per se, it just yeah. doesn't. You can't. No, it, it it's not in your hands. As much as the um the only like the only problem with the uh my thingy I've got the uh the light the smaller one I can't remember what you call it light switch light the only problem with the switch light is it's not got the the vibration feedback and sometimes that's quite nice to have. Yeah. But yeah. that is probably my favourite Nintendo console ever. And it's like, they keep giving us backward compatible games, but they're not giving us the backward compatible games we want. It's like, I want to be able to see the old Pokemon games all on that. like just The in, reason like, why they're not doing that emulators. is you know because of the re-releases. That's the only exactly. reason why they won't do it, because yeah. of re-releases. I think the issue I, I think... Have... Go on. Yeah, the issue I have with the Switch personally... I think, at the end of the day, Nintendo kind of has 
the, the foothold on their fans. They, well, I say foothold, they have their foot on their fans' necks because Nintendo fanboys... That's how I like it. Ninten- I'm not going to lie, I'm sorry, like, Nintendo fanboys are some of the most fucking infuriating people when it comes to stuff at times because they just completely forgive a lot of the shit Nintendo get away with, like stifling their own supply to make demand higher and make costs stay high, which is what they always fucking do, and it pisses me off. But also, I don't like the design of the Switch. I don't like the design at all. Not as in from a aesthetic standpoint. I mean from a fucking function. A functional handheld point. I could not play my Switch Lite for more than an hour without this thumb starting to ache because of the way you have to hold it. Because of the, yeah. the analogs. So when you play... Yeah, I've got a controller right here. So I think that's just the design compared to that, yourself, yeah. though. But, like, no, no, it's the design in general. I've I figured it out when I was actually properly looking at it recently. When I've you never hold, had any issues with my thumb. Well, you're probably oh, no. used to it, and your thumb's got monkey used hands. To it. But when big I hold hands. this, big monkey hands. So when big. I hold this, obviously my hand is further down, and the buttons and the analog stick are always further away for my fingers to reach. Whereas when I was on the switch, it was the equivalent of holding it like here. And having to go down and do a claw yeah. thing with my thumb to reach the analog stick, which, with Breath of the Wild, because you need to move that camera to where you're actually trying to see, I was constantly like this, trying to use it. Mm. And it just fucking started to ache and hurt. And the issue is, I use a Switch Lite. I don't think you can hook a Pro Controller into the Switch Lite, so I couldn't even use the Pro Controller. I think when I start playing it again, I'll be using the one that's hooked into the TV because you've got the thing where you can plug the controls in and have like a rudimentary controller, which seems much more yeah. comfortable. But it's just we've we've got one. one. Yeah, I it's just pro one pro it's pro. it's really it's really not designed well to limit those kinds of like aches and stuff. No, it's not. And fair enough, it's probably exacerbated because I'm fucking massive and not not normal human size. (laughs) I mean, for God's sake, the only way I was able to pick this mouse I use is by Googling what are the biggest mice that you can buy (laughs) for PCs because... No, you haven't got a mouse, you got a rat. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it's like, I literally, I bought the G502 from Logitech, not because it's a good mouse, but because it was a big mouse that wouldn't hurt my it's hands using it. It's not a rat. That's that's a small dog. That's like a chihuahua or something. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. Yeah, I do. I do. I was wish... going to say. Oh, go on. Sorry, dude. Go on. No, I was going to say because I, 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 it's a bit of a tangent. So go on. I was just going to re- reiterate my point. So you go for it. Well, I was going to say. I think the problem is Nintendo are kind of almost. They're holding on to this, oh, but we need to keep it handheld. And not only are they limiting themselves because in order to be handheld, they have to massively restrict what they could do hardware-wise. And don't get me wrong, I think it's impressive that they managed to make a handheld console that's, you know, full HD capable. Yeah. But it's like... I give them props for that, 100%. Yeah, but if you want... Let's be honest, the, the kind of standard for handheld now is mobiles. Yeah. Unfortunately. And... No one wants a handheld console anymore. No, as you said, no one is going out and taking their Switch really, or not many people. Everyone, it's it's under their TV and they're playing it at home. I think I, I think, think Nintendo in... need to go back to. Go Sorry, on. go on. I'm saying I, I think... was going to say they need to go back to their formula of just just make a fucking console and then maybe make a little handheld on the side. 
side, like back in the day of the Game Boy and the N64 yeah. or yeah. Game Boy I think... Advanced and the GameCube. They need to just accept that one is going to be more powerful and one is going to be the little one. Yeah, I think in places like America and Japan, um, handhelds are used a lot more, mainly because obviously in America there's larger distances, so road trips and stuff like that, they'll be used and people do use them out and about. Um, and I know for a fact in Japan, people use trains everywhere. So they'll sit and play them on the train with the headphones in. So they are they are very popular for the handheld mode. But it's just, like you said, they're limiting themselves hardware-wise because they're having to make it all fit into this, this form factor. But also, they have stringent laws they have to follow based off of heat dissipation. Because you're not allowed... If you've got a laptop or a handheld or a phone... Under heavy load, the surface of that device is not allowed to go above a certain degree. And if it does, it doesn't pass the safety laws and the safety specifications, and you have to go back and redesign. That's why um, there's a video that Linus Tech Tips did where there was um, the new M1 Mac Air. Obviously, doesn't have a fan in it. It's all just done by heat dissipation. And they found, when they opened it up, there was the heat plate it dissipates the heat to isn't actually physically connected to the chassis of the bottom of the laptop. So they hooked, they did a thermal pad there to dissipate all the heat from the heat plate into the chassis of the laptop as well. And they saw amazing temperature results. But it would have breached the laws, and that's why... Mac didn't do it because it would have put it over the comfortable uh... heat regulations or whatever it's called. And that's what Nintendo is having to follow. Whereas if they just made, yeah. like I said, like I don't even care about them having a Switch and a Game Boy or something like that. Even if they want them to all yeah, be the same I mean. moniker, but having a more powerful home-based one just seems like a much better yeah. idea to me. Yeah, yeah. You, you hit I mean, it right in the head. They need to go back to their original handheld console set, like series, which, like you've got the Game Boys, then you had the DSs. See, I don't, I don't care about that. Yeah. I don't, I don't give a it shit worked. about that. Well, that's the care. thing. It's because then, you, for Kyle and for most people, we're not sat here buying a console which is. A, you're losing out on the main console aspect, aspect, and we're losing out on the the handheld side of it because they're having to because they want to make it a main console. There's parts of the handheld area that they're having to like limit themselves on, and then same from the the console side, they're having to limit themselves on the console. They should have just done yeah. as much as the Switch is probably one of the more kind of like uh, creative consoles. Like they've actually kind of gone. What can we do and to do it? Yeah, great. They've done it. Now they need to stop and they need to make, like you say, just another console again. They need to they need to make something like they did when they had the GameCube. They need to be putting out things because then when yeah. we, if we can start getting games like Zelda, we start games like Pokemon and stuff on a proper console with some really nice specs on it, you know, then we might actually be seeing some that's you know worth our time. But at the moment, it's just like they just keep just keep releasing shit. I think the thing is as well, like they don't even need to make something that's going to be um, as like powerful as PlayStation Five oh, or yeah. Xbox One. It's not necessary no. for them because let's face it, a lot of Nintendo titles are stylized, 
and that's able to yeah. get away with on less powerful hardware. Even if they were going with like around PlayStation Four specs kind of thing, with just say I was going to say faster, faster SSDs kind of thing, like the newer consoles, just to make it so it's quicker load times and stuff. That would work really well for them because imagine imagine if you could play Breath of the Wild on a PlayStation Four Pro or an Xbox. It's like that, yeah. it's that- have you seen that eight or eight K or four K footage of it? Which someone got it on PC. It's yeah. just I I know they will never ever release their first party titles onto another party's consoles. I know they never will. And I understand why they won't. But God, I wish the they would. Day, <laughs> at the end of the day, yeah, it's their first party titles. But if I could play Breath of the Wild 2 on the PlayStation 5 with the amount of power on that thing, on my big fucking OLED TV downstairs kind of thing. I, I would be blown away, and it wouldn't even need to be like photorealism because that game looks fucking gorgeous in its art style. It's mm. it's just like things that you draw distance, and you you know just general clarity would just benefit it massively, it is, and the, and a lot of po- post processing as well. The vastness of the game would really really show on a more yeah. powerful machine and a more powerful system, because yeah, you you'd be able to see like even if they kept the graphics like the same except for like a few like post-processing bits think about just being able to stand on the top of one of those mountains and you can just see everything it's the scale of it yeah yeah the scale of it would be phenomenal that's one thing that there are certain games out there that really really do well with understanding and showing the scale i mean ratchet and clank that i recently played through that really showed some scale i know like i said dark soul does it a lot because it lets you see where you've come from but i was just playing through uncharted 4 on stream and that's where they really started to kind of nail the scaling of things because there was a scene that happened just before i finished on thursday where i had to walk through this market and go through this entire market and then i went in this massive church climbed through a church did a big puzzle ended up at the very top of this church and I literally just looked out and around, and not only could I obviously see the the general backdrop of this area, but I could see the entire pathway I'd walked through to get to where I am now. And they've done that in previous yeah. levels as well. Like there was a Scotland level where you're going around cliffs on this beachfront kind of thing, and you can every time you get to see a vista, you get to see all the other areas you've been to previously. And Ratchet and Clank's been doing the same thing as well, and that's where that scale kind of comes in. And imagine if... Because that was the issue with, I'd say, Breath of the Wild. You can go all the way across these things, and then you can turn around, you can see generally where you've been from, but because the detail... Sort of. You can see the shape of where you were. Yeah. But obviously, that's because of uh, LODs. The level of detail over distance Mm. starts to deteriorate. Yeah, they just can't do it, can they? Yeah, and they can't do it. But imagine if... Because let's face it, if Breath of, say Breath of the Wild 1 came out on like PlayStation 4 or PlayStation 5, there wouldn't be LODs. There probably wouldn't be LODs apart from extreme distances and you yeah. would be able to see clearly. Like if you, I think from what I remember Breath of the Wild, there was, a, there was like a big mountaintop with an observatory and you can go all the way down to the yeah. bottom of the mountaintop. And if you use your telescope or whatever it was, your Sheikah Slate, you can zoom in and see that thing. If you weren't using it, it was just a blur. But imagine on an actual powerful console, you would be able to see all of it in detail while at the bottom kind of thing. And that would really, really just set that scale, just like, holy shit, this world is massive kind of thing. Mm. Yeah, they're they're doing themselves a disservice at this point. And it's the same with the Pokemon games. Like, with what what people have been asking for 
since Breath of the Wild was, is we want a Pokemon that is Breath of the Wild. And then they released the Pokemon Sword and Shield. Don't get me wrong, they weren't bad games, but they could have been a whole lot better. They could have been a whole lot better. And I think the thing that really says it is the fact that they only, they, they instead of uh, redoing the models for the higher and better hardware, they used the same models they had for the 3DS for the monsters mm. and for the Pokemon. Except for, like, obviously new Pokemon and stuff, which is just, like, Really? They just asset, they so just asset it, flipped it. Yeah, it, like, and I play it, and I'm like, well, that texture's blurry. That's like not as like higher resolution as I'd like it to be. Like, and mm. it just, it's just like really cutting back on bits which they shouldn't have cut back on because it could have been such a better game. And it's like they I... put in, and you can see they've put in features that could have been in the game from the start, like your Pokemon following you everywhere. Which was in Soul Silver and Pokemon Yellow on the fucking Game Boys originally. With the that's Pikachu. the first one I played. Yeah, that was cool. Yeah, yeah. And then they had it on Soul Silver, probably one of my favourite games because Silver Silver was my first one. But then they, you can see it like it, it was in there in the code from the start because I can remember it's like, oh, this they they say this Pokemon's thingy to go out with you again. They don't go out with you until you get to the DLC areas. The mm. DLC areas were already pre-put into the game. You literally just unlock them by buying them. It's not. A, That's cheap. Really, I hate that kind of thing. There's, you don't actually I, really download I've, anything. It's already nah, in the game. I've got a feeling. I remember I looked at this briefly. A lot of the time, it still sucks how they do that stuff. But I think a lot of the time, it's not. It's not all physically in the game. It's it's no, like not um, all of it. Yeah, it's like the bare bones of it, kind of in integration of it, kind of thing is in there. Um, I think there are definitely worse corporates of this. I think Street Fighter Four was one of the worst ones where there was basically um, there was DLC costumes, which it wasn't just like when you downloaded the game, they were there and you just unlocked them. No, no, on the disc release, all the DLC costumes were on the disc. And you literally had to pay to get a key to unlock them from the disc, and that's where it's just like, yeah, I've I've paid for this physical disc, and you're blocking part of this physical disc. Like, really? Are you are you really going to do me dirty like that? I think it's like, I've got a feeling with the Pokemon thing though. I mean, I'm not, I've never, I've been a bigger fan of the Pokemon stuff since the originals, and even then, kind of thing. I was a kid; it was what was cool at the time. I've not been a fan since. I understand why people like the stuff. I've got a feeling, um, is it, what's the name of the Game Freak, is it called? Developer Studio? Game Freak, yeah. I've got a feeling they're no. either constantly fucking barraged by Nintendo with requests of what they actually want them to do, or they're spreading themselves way too thin on too many projects, and they're not able to really focus in and get that home run. Because everyone I spoke to who are Pokemon fans have said the exact same things as you have, Ryan, where, like, Soul Silver, the remakes of Silver and Gold, were the best ones, and after that it was kind of a bit a bit shoddy here and there. And there was a friend of mine who I used to work with who is a massive fan like you, and he fucking hated Sword and Shield because it was just especially being a game dev himself, he saw all the shortcuts that were being used, and it pissed him off. And he was like, it shouldn't the, be like this. The handheld DS games were the last good games. The and Well, I'd even go as far as saying as not even the 3DS games. Like, I think the auras were okay, but I compared to the original 
uh, Ruby, Sapphire, and Emerald, they were just lacking in content. It's like you're you're remaking the games, but you're losing so much functionality from the originals. So my big issue is they're just when they are doing these remakes, they're just not hitting as good since, like I say, since the remake of Soul Silver. That was the last good remake I can remember them releasing. Like the auras were okay, but. It wasn't good enough for me to be like, I actually play it and enjoy it. I was like, oh, I'm just kind of playing this for the sake of playing it. I think the last good game was X and Y, personally. Mm. When they first introduced uh, um, 3D. But that was like 3D, but it was still kind of like just... It was isometric. It was isometric still, wasn't it? They went to Sun and Moon... And Sun and Moon is more like what uh, um, Sword and Shield are. And it's just like, it didn't work on the DS. Even with my 2DS, no, my 3DS XL, which is the fucking biggest screen you can get for them. It's like, you're just there like, this is really, like it's fine, but it's not as good as it could have been. And mm, I, I, I think they're just, they're, they're trying to do the... Oh, like the new graphics and the 3D graphics because that's what everybody wants. I'd fucking... If they did another 2D game, I'd lap it up. I'd lap up a 2D game because I know just, what quality... They should just release the original 2D games for the phones and just have it... You don't... It's not like a free game where you pay to do stuff. No, just release them on your phones for like £5. People will buy them. You don't. You don't even need to do like the thing is though, is if you're really bothered about playing them on your phones, you just emulate them. No, no, I know. Loads just of people emulate and do it. Loads of people emulate them, but I'm saying if they did official releases with official support, oh, everyone, would, everyone would purchase. People would buy it. Yeah, mm. because pe- let's face it, Pokemon is a fucking massive thing. Uh, loads of people love it. I mean, I'm Becky bought Pokemon Snap just because she wants to play Pokemon Snap because she liked the original and it's pretty much just the original on the Switch with new Pokemon but she wanted yeah, it I've, kind I've, of thing. I've not played Pokemon Snap and I didn't I didn't purchase or order Pokemon oh. Snap because I can't Up you go. I can't thingy 40 quid on a game where I'm just taking pictures and I'm going down because like Jacob was like oh the graphics are so much better on this I said yeah the graphics are so much better because you're locked into a like one track and you go down that track yeah. and you can only it knows look around it, you it's not yeah. like it knows exactly what it needs to render at what points and that's why exactly. that's exactly. why um, track shooters and things like that always looked better because it knows I'm this point now I don't need to render what's behind that hill because you physically mm. cannot see it yeah, and you can't move back towards it because you are literally just moving Yeah, in that well, direction. Um, we do need to close up, and I need to close up pretty quick because I think my dinner's going to be ready soon because she's been out, so I haven't eaten yet. Uh, but mm-hmm. before we close, based off of the stuff we've seen recently, games-wise, what is the game you are kind of most looking forward to going forward at this moment in time? For me, it's a split between Stalker and Elden Ring at the moment. I've not been hyped for a game for a while, but I'm yeah. pretty hyped for Stalker. Hype for Stalker. I'm just interested to see how po- the new, the new kind of Breath of the Wild Pokemon game goes. Yeah, I'm just interested. I'm not. If it goes good, you know, I'll get it. But yeah. I'm just kind of waiting to see 
well, I'll probably get it anyway, but I'm just waiting to see what it actually is like. It's just curiosity. Yeah. I think for me, it's a bit... Because the game I was looking forward to literally came out last week. It was Ratchet and Clank. And I think the only like game at the minute where I'm actually kind of like, I'm getting hyped for this, I'm kind of interested, I want to see more, is Final Fantasy sixteen. Mainly because uh, it looks like they've kicked Tetsuya Nomura to the back burners. Let him do all the weird, edgy, gonna kill chaos games. And let him... Um, I'll kill you, bitch. The game... Um, I think the director of this one, I think his nickname is Yoshi P. Um, but he's the guy who basically brought Final Fantasy XIV back from the death. And made it into this massive, like, everyone... Like, there's so many people playing Final Fantasy XIV now because of what he's done with the story and the direction and the game design and the world building and all that kind of stuff. So, Final Fantasy sixteen is one I'm like, oh, I don't want to fucking see more of this shit. Come on, guys. Just a little bit more of that Final Fantasy sixteen. I've not had a Final Fantasy that I've been hyped for for a while because of Final Fantasy fifteen being a bit of a letdown. So, mm. so yeah. Well, that's... um. I think we'll uh, we'll call it there, and we'll be back. Yeah, well, I'm very tired. Yeah, well, you've been at work today, so your your weekend yeah. starts now, doesn't it? No, nope, I'm at work tomorrow as well. My my new weekends are Mondays and Tuesdays. Oh yeah, sorry, it's Mondays and Tuesdays, not Sundays and Mondays. I'm at work tomorrow as well, so to be honest, we'll probably wrap this up. I'll probably watch a YouTube video or two and probably fall asleep. <laughs> Fair enough. Well, if you want to get in touch with us and send us the things you're looking forward to games-wise after E3 or Nintendo Direct or Nintendo Pokemon um, Special Edition, what we want to scam you with next, uh, whatever they call them now. Scam uh, Direct. Scam Direct. You can uh, drop us memes or anything like that at, at contextneeded1 on Twitter. If you want to do a formal essay about your hopes and dreams for future games, if you drop us an email contextneededuk at gmail.com we will send you all the direct information of how to send us this letter including things like Birds of Prey has to deliver it has to be typewritten and there's quite a few more stipulations in there there is a word count and if it doesn't reach the word count we will just throw it straight in the trash don't but, waste our time yes exactly we are, we are very busy men as you can see, by us uh, spending an hour talking shit about games, we are very busy. <laughs> busy all the time, man. I'm, I mean, I'm doing work right now while we're talking. <laughs> it's probably just looking at porn. Let's face it. I'm gonna go porn. Yeah, <laughs> he's got that face. I can tell. But anyway, so oh yeah, no, he's. he's... <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> it's a it's hundred work, boys. Don't <laughs> at me. <laughs> well, on that note. My name's Kyle. You can follow me on this Twitch channel or with Twitter on IKT Oasis. Ryan, what do you want to post? Apart from Paul? Uh, don't follow me. I don't care. <laughs> That's it. Yeah. Fuck off. Don't bother me. Don't bother me. <laughs> Unless you're sending me porn or titty pics, don't bother me. Well, where can they send you porn or titty pics, Ryan? Um, to my Instagram or... Uh, 
Twitter, which is just corrupt aesthetic or corrupt underscore aesthetic. He is he is a hundred percent in the zone now trying to find porn. I can just see it. Look at him. He's he's like Ollie put in a request. Ollie put in a request, so I'm trying to find that shit. It's like yeah, you know you know the like, scene you know stuff. this you know the scene from the Matrix where they're looking at the lines and he's just like, I don't see the numbers anymore. I see redhead girl man <laughs> that's what ryan is right now looking through porn <laughs> well from me kyle with ryan and ollie we will be back next week same time as usual thanks very much for watching and thanks very much for listening oh no i won't be back next week i don't think so oh okay fuck you, about doing stuff. fine fuck well, you i might be i might not i'll no, tell fuck you, you if i am fuck you oh fuck you too <laughs> whatever Okay, monkey. <laughs> I'm glad okay. you can't use the switch. <laughs> we'll see you guys later. <laughs> Goodbye.